Welcome to God's Love Revealed Podcast. I'm Ellie Caswell, along with Jeff Williamson, and I want to share with you how I went from self-punishment with no true identity to a mutual knowing in Christ and finding an eternal identity in Him. Jeff is a licensed professional counselor with a master's in marriage, family, and child therapy from Fuller Theological Seminary. He's been in practice for over 20 years and specializes in intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy. God has taught him profound spiritual dynamics which have led believers to a true freedom. It's our hope to reveal the truth and life of God's love manifested through Jesus. Psychological, emotional, and spiritual freedom is possible through the true knowing of Christ. Okay, so I have a test question for you, Ellie. Okay. Here's my test question. Does Jesus give meaning to your life, or is Jesus your life? So, like, my first response is obviously, He is my life. Mm-hmm. So your answer is, He is your life. He doesn't give meaning to your life. He is right. your life. But He also gives, he gives, me a pur- he gives me a purpose. Like, He, knowing who He is, that's what I find my identity in. Go on. And that gives me the, a purpose, right? In this life. He created me to live this life. I think that question is just like. He created you to, a, you to live this life. What do what, what you. He created you to live this life. What does that even mean? He created me as a human being to exist. To exist. In this time. In this time. Right? Right. So you're kind of saying he gives meaning to your life right now. I'm just backing up whatever that question is. I'm just giving that question an answer. That part of that question of does he give meaning to my life? Yeah. Um. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. figure out how I would word this. So, because I feel like it could be like a very philosophical question. And I really don't want it to be. I want it to be experiential. So, yeah. to clarify my question, all right, to clarify where I'm coming from, Paul says to die is gain, to live is Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is for you, does Jesus give meaning to your life, or for you, is Christ, your life. Christ is my life because if he gave meaning to my life, that would be like me using him for some like agenda that I had. Go on, please. So that to me would be evidenced by like that is the fruit. That would be like the fruit is it would t- it would show if Jesus was my life or if I was kind of how did you word it using him mm-hmm. using him for my life mm-hmm. to give meaning to your to life to give meaning to it and I think people more often than not are living in that reality that like Jesus is just giving meaning to their life because. It gives them like their faith 
their Christianity gives them something to kind of just like fall back on or something to like, well, I'm going to pray about that or I'm going to pray for you or um, hopefully this situation will bring them closer to the Lord. It kind of validates, it gives significance to wherever they are in their life. Yep. And it gives purpose, it gives value, and it makes you feel purposeful, and that mentality. Tell me how you worded the question again. Does Jesus give meaning to your life, or is Jesus your life? Oh, that mentality of that Jesus Mm -hmm. gives meaning Mm -hmm. to your life, to my life. So make a Like, where would I Mm -hmm. be, you know, if I didn't have my faith? Like, because mm-hmm. he gives meaning to it. Yes. Where else would I be? Like, when people say that. Right. So make a case, since I'm putting you on the spot, that Jesus is your life. Make a case or mm-hmm. give just like my experience. Same thing. I know when I start to describe this, I'm going to use just like my own language. And I know what I mean when I say certain things, but I'm trying to word it in a way that's clear for someone who would have a different perspective than me and I mean one of the ways that I know it that I know that he is my life is when you ask that question I feel like this welling up inside of me and like my eyes get watery and I have this emotion and um without really like thinking about it or knowing like why or where that's coming from. And to me, I don't want to like oversimplify it. So you're saying by the mobilization within you, by the internal response you have. Yeah. And I don't want that to be mixed up with like emotionality, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess only the individual would know that, mm-hmm. right? right? I mean, can we know the difference between that? Just like in ourselves, like, I guess we have to be honest. Well, I mean, I think that our what we say, you know, it shows the fruit. I mean, like if, you know, I'm like, oh, Jesus is so amazing. He's done this for me. He's done yeah. that for me. Oh, I'm the vain. Lord is working this way in my life. Right. And he answered me, these prayers. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, aren't I basically saying... Like, what does he do for you? Yes. Like, he gives me this meaning in my life. Right. Versus saying, my soul wells up when I think about him. My soul literally comes alive when I think about him. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, all I have to do is think about him. Mm-hmm. And something within me, like a spring welling up, just wants to be closer and closer and closer to him. That's right. a, And you can't, like... You can't just use like common language to describe it because it's just like an experience that That's you right. have in your in yourself. Yes, for him, it's a response. Yeah, it's a response of life. Mm-hmm. So go on. You're still answering this test question. I'm just thinking about what it means for me personally because I've. Never will I've never really like meditated on 
consciously like on the difference between those two questions Mm -hmm. and and you can immediately i think oftentimes you can immediately see a difference you can tell in someone whether they see jesus as someone that you know enhances their life Mm -hmm. and enhances their relationships and enhances their um you know, makes them moral, makes them a better person, mm-hmm. or someone who's like, you know, yeah, all those things are fine, like, but they're just kind of they're on the side, mm-hmm. like they're just on the sidelines. It's not that's not like my focus. That's not like my ultimate goal. Like, mm-hmm. like you can have this desire to like gl- grow closer to the Lord and to like to know Jesus better, to know Him more intimately so that I can heal from my trauma or so that I can be a better person or I can be a better parent or a better spouse or a better friend. You know, I want to grow so I can just be a better person. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that language is evidence of like, how does Jesus like, how can he, you know, benefit, add value to my life? Bless my life. Right. And that's, that's the whole thing is like, what is the goal? Like, what is your goal in this? Is your goal to just like, be a better person, have mm-hmm. better relationships, or is your goal actually just to know Jesus and have a relationship with Him and grow in Him and knowing who He is? And like to me, that's the only goal that you need. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm talking to someone and and then they they try to ask me like, well, okay, that's great, but like what about the body of Christ? Or like, what about, you know, your involvement with the church? Or what about um, how you relate to other people? And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, those things obviously play a role and play a part. And that's just part of like living in this world. But when you continuously like kind of make that the centerpiece, Mm -hmm. then to me, that kind of shows like where your heart is. Mm -hmm. Now, if everybody else on the planet said, wow, Ellie, I really disagree with what you're saying. And I have this Bible verse to say, you know, you're wrong. And I have this Bible verse to say you're wrong and everything else, because there's always a Bible verse to prove a point, isn't there? Right. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, and you go around and you're like, everybody else says, no, I mean, like really, it's really about Jesus adding meaning to your life, you know, and that's who Jesus is. I don't agree with this thing of laying down your life and, you know, that he is your life. Would you be willing to stand alone? Yeah. I mean, and just like hearing you say that, I mean, you're saying it pretty bluntly. Mm-hmm. Not everyone would describe it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so self-focused, too. Even the people that claim, you know, even like the reformed people that claim to be all about, it's all about God's being, God being glorified, but yet it is so self-focused because it's all about how we glorify him. Right. Like somehow we have that power and he just, he just needs that from us instead of like, he just has this abundant love and care for us and a desire to have, to know us and for us to know him because we're his children, Mm -hmm. they make it so self-focused. That's like, how can I just like, how can I give glory to God? Mm -hmm. And it just like ends there and you're like, wow. So 
I don't know. It mm-hmm. just seems very, very, um, uh, what's the word when you're like, you myopic. Big, yeah, you don't have a big perspective. Mm-hmm. It just feels very, yeah, very myopic. Narrow, yeah. So you're, you're willing to stand alone? You're willing to stand alone in your conviction that for you to die is gain, so to speak, to your life, to live is Christ, that you consider this all rubbish compared to the glory, you know, that are you willing to stand alone in that conviction, even if every other student in this imaginary classroom says, no, 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 that's weird. I don't agree with that at all. And just so you know, audience, her eyes are completely welling up right now and she's cringing and tears are coming down her cheeks. Stop. And she's waving me off and telling me to stop. <laughs> stop. Now she's wiping away tears. Because I'm just thinking, like, I know that I'm not alone, but, like, if I... Yeah, in other words, you know why I have the same conviction. Yeah. Right. Should you have to be alone in that? No. Oh, okay. Um, but you, that's your question, though, is if I were alone, right? I mean, I would just have to really believe that what I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough, wouldn't it, to be alone in that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be because, you know, you love you love the people that are in your life and you care about them and um, you don't want to be, like, prideful. I don't want to be, like, prideful or think that, like, I'm better because, like, that's my perspective. And um, I think I've kind of had to come to realize that I don't want to say that I'm, like, right and you can just do what you, what mm-hmm. feels right for you. Right. Like, I mean, it kind of comes Make down to that. Make your own decision. It kind of comes down to that, right. like... I'm just going to speak what I yeah, think is truth right. and I don't want to shy away from that even if it sounds like extreme um but I also I'm not going to like especially if you're someone I care about mm. I don't I'm not going to be like condoning or like f- like acting like I fully support what you're saying either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it is a conviction Well do they fully support what you're saying? No. Mm. But like, as long as we can have a conversation, then yeah, you know, it's maybe. a conversation, and I guess you know, I'll answer the test question this way: Jesus Christ laid down His life for me, so it is nothing for me to give my life back to Him, for me to live as Christ to die as gain, and. That doesn't make me right. But that's what my inner sincerity says. Right. And because you are a sincere person, you can't just like go along with the status quo. Like you have this conviction and that's what you have to live by. Right. And you don't want to ask anyone else to live by the same conviction that you have because that would not be a true conviction for them or a true sincerity. No. And for me, the haunting thing for me in answering this question, somebody could say, why, Jeff? Like, why is it that you would say, you know, for you, it's not about 
how Christ gives your life meaning. It's how you live for him. Uh, He is your life. And really, to me, it comes down to the Garden of Gethsemane. Because in that moment, he's utterly alone. And in that moment, he's utterly deserted. In that moment, he's experiencing sorrow unto death. He's been betrayed by all of humanity. He is utterly alone. And what's his crime? A singular conviction to desire and a desire to live for God. He has no life. He has no place to lay his head. He has no real profession at this point. He has nothing. He laid it all down for his love for the Father. And when that became too much for humanity, they stopped following him. We all have. Not one of us. We've all turned away. When I think of him crying by himself, In his steadfast obedience to the Father, that's enough in my love for him to want to be with him no matter what. To have that same conviction for him that he had for the Father. And as long as I have that same conviction for him that he had for the Father, I'll never leave him. And what is that conviction That he is my life. He is my very existence. He is my first love. He's where my allegiance lies. He is my king. He laid down his life for me. So I give my life back to him. That's my conviction. It's a conviction of love. It's a covenant, it's a covenant of love. It's an allegiance of love. Now, that's my conviction, which I have a right to. If everyone else on the planet says, I disagree, they can disagree. They have that right. And, you know, when it's all said and done, who knows who's right? I'm running my own race to win. I'm not competing with anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, here I'm saying truths like this, maybe to inspire other people to run their race, you know, but I'm not trying to convince anyone. That's the truth. When it's all said and done, I'm running my own race to win it. That just makes me think of, even when you say that verse, running the race to win it. Like, what are we winning? And if it's, if each person, it's their own race, Mm -hmm. then what are Mm -hmm. they winning? What is each person winning? I mean, and again, this is, it gets back to, you know, like, just, I guess the, Conviction and sincerity in your heart. You know, I suppose a heart can answer that question any which way they want. But for me, it's winning myself. Because me and my life and having Jesus add meaning to a life that is passing away like, you know, a a blade of grass or whatever. That, to me, isn't worth much. If I lay that down and I say I pursue him with everything in I am, my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, I do not want to leave him alone. I don't want to desert him. And I say that out of love, not some kind of like striving or need to please him. I gain myself. I truly gain myself and I gain 
a knowledge of myself that I would never have because like, you know, I could, let's say I didn't know Jesus and let's say that my love wasn't um, to pursue him with everything I am. Like, what would I be left with? You know, what would I do? I pursue trying to be what the best therapist ever. I try to be what a, a, a great musician. I try to be this. I try to be that. I would do what anybody would do. I'm not even judging it. I'm just saying that's what I would do. I'd strive to be the best at something. I tried to, you know, that's what I would do. Okay, well, how is that a knowledge of myself? How do I know myself in that? There would be only one way to know myself in truth. Is I'd find myself in him. You know, he takes me beyond um, being competent at a thing. And he takes me into an attachment and a love with him that really takes me outside of myself or takes me beyond myself. You know, we see in a mirror dimly, like, what have I gained? What do I know? Until I come to him face to face. Right. For, I, you, for you to know yourself, you have to come out of yourself. It's yes. So... You have to come out of that mirror. You have to come into another's eyes. So to, you know, to the prize is, Knowing who you really are, to me, that's what it is, you know. And again, I suppose everybody can ask themselves that test question. They can answer it however they want to answer it. I am prepared to be, to, to be like the only weird kid in the class, and I know I'm not. I know I'm not. But I am prepared before my teacher, Jesus Christ, to answer that question the way I want to answer it, even if every other student in that classroom answers differently. I'm prepared for that. I'm okay with that. And I'm okay even if, I guess, the teacher, in a sense, said, you know, Jeff, you're, you're wrong. I don't believe you would, but... Yeah, and I, and I think, like, it's not like you just arrived at this conclusion or this conviction. Like, it has been a at least for myself, and I think I know mm. it has been for you, it's been like a process and a journey. I hate to use that word, but like it has been something that's happened over time. Yes. It's not like you were just born with this, that specific conviction or it just no. came to you all of a sudden. It's like walking through life and going through it and having the Holy Spirit reveal certain things to you and and change you in certain ways has led you to that place where someone could have gone through the same things that you've gone through and come to a totally different conclusion. But he created you a certain way to, I don't know. Like I know for myself, there like came a point where I could continue striving for these things. I could continue um, with like this weight on me and this burden of trying to fit into the mentality of, well, Jesus just, God just wants to bless you. God just wants to bless your life. God just wants you to be happy. God wants you to 
um, have this thing and have that thing and be like, okay, well, if God wants it, then I should like continue like working towards that because it's like part of his plan, right? Right. I mean, I want to go through hard things, but those hard things are going to like bring me to this place where I'm going to be like satisfied in some way. And it's like, I had to come to this. I came to that point where I'm like, okay, do I want to keep on that path of like, you know, believing that like there was something better for me here and that mentality of like holding my life to this value above actually like just a relationship with Jesus or do I want to pursue? Yeah. That relationship with him and like letting all these other things kind of just happen as they happen Mm -hmm. and not being a victim to my situation at all, but Kind of having this higher, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're kind of just looking down on things. You kind of have like this mm-hmm. bird's eye view. In it, but that not kind of, of and it. it puts you, yeah, mm-hmm. it puts you outside of yep. it. Mm-hmm. And you feel this level of like being removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of came to that point where I'm like, okay, I either go on like how I've been living, which is horrible tiring depressing um feel i feel anxious it's unpredictable i'm at the mercy of the world or do i want to have this yeah like this outside of it living outside of the world living in it but not of it Mm -hmm. and like what that means for me absolutely I don't want to live the life that Jesus adds meaning to my life. From my experience, like you're saying, Jesus is the meaning I've never found in life. Mm-hmm. Truly, Jesus is the meaning I've never found in life. And without that meaning, without Jesus, without that conviction, without that love, without that knowledge of myself and him, you could give me the greatest blessings on the earth and they'd lack meaning for me. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing is like, you. I hear people say like, oh, you just got to wait like on God's timing and he'll bring, you know, he'll bring you the perfect spouse. He'll bring you a child. He'll bring you, you know, all these things Like you just have to like trust in his plan, his timing and um oh and so he's like you just you've you find i don't want to get to the end of my life and be like i was just waiting for all these things to happen like Mm -hmm. i was waiting for to have like the best marriage i was waiting you know for my child to grow up and like see how you know they would turn out and or i'm waiting for um to be at this place in life or to have this kind of relationship with the Lord and he's just growing me like right now where I'm at, like, I don't know if I even have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so if I knew that like this was my last week living, (laughs) like how differently would I live? Mm. And then why shouldn't I live that way the rest of my life? That's right. You know, that's right. Cause we don't know how long we have. And if I'm spending my days just striving and, hoping for the next thing or, you know, um, focusing so much on like my relationships here. Um, and then just to come to find out that I'm not going to have any of that in a week, I'll be like, okay, well, what can I focus on? That's really going to last. 
you know, as a confession, and we can start to you know wind this down for this one. But I think I've always early on in my heart have been, you know, to die is gain, to live is Christ. But you know what? I've always been so afraid to be alone in this classroom, this imaginary classroom, where I raise my hand. Not even, you know, that it would be the right answer, you know, but just out of conviction, without any hesitation, the teacher asks Jesus, right? So do I give meaning to your life or am I your life, right? And I can raise my hand in inner sincerity, look him right in the eyes and stand up proudly with my hand raised, not even caring what anybody else in that classroom does and just say, Jesus, you are my life. I am your student. I am your son. I am yours. And, you know, Ellie, I think so much of my life has been like, Oh, please, other students, stand with me mm-hmm. because I, on some human level, you need that validation. I need that validation. And it's like, why do I need that validation? I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I am saying I'm prepared to be the only one because what does it matter to me? I'm running my race to win it. And I know that's the conviction on my heart. I don't even care if it's the right or wrong answer. I know it's the answer for me. I would hope that that answer is pleasing to the teacher. I would hope and pray that's the answer he'd want. And you know what? In that imagery, if I am the only one, it's all that much more reason for me to raise my hand and say, that's where I'm at. Because you know what? If no one else in that classroom says the same thing, there he is alone again, yet again in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's the same thing all over again. You know, I'm so sick and tired of needing some other human being's validation. And that is different than looking over, you know, and I stand up real quickly and I raise my hand and I look over and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, at the same time, Ellie's doing the same thing. And I look over in this road. Oh, at the same time, this person's doing the same thing. And I look over and this person's doing the same thing. And, you know, we all did it at the same time. Because we didn't care. And that would be incredible. Because then you're like, oh my gosh, there's that body, right? We all did it out of our own conviction and our own sincere conviction to Jesus. It just happened in a perfect alignment. That would be great. But you have no guarantee. So as you wrap up, you're in the front row. Jesus Christ looks at you. And he looks at the whole class. Do I give meaning to your life? Or am I the meaning of your life? Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast to be insightful, please subscribe to our show and share with someone who would enjoy listening. And we look forward to meeting here with you again soon.